Our scripture reading this morning is found in the first epistle of John. We'll be reading from the fourth chapter, the seventh through the eleventh verses. That's first John four, seven through eleven. Beloved, let us love one another, for love is from God, and everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. The one who does not love does not know God, for God is love. By this, the love of God was manifested in us, that God has sent his only begotten son into the world so that we might live through him. In this is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Amen. Today we're going to be wrapping up, uh, uh, I guess I would call it a sub-series uh, about a question. And that question is, why would a loving God send anyone to hell? We've been looking at this for three weeks from different aspects. And as we started out, if you'll recall, we said that you cannot consider any of the serious questions about God apart from the context of the entire Bible from Genesis to Revelation and also uh, the context of his character. And uh, the last couple of weeks, we've looked, first of all, at the fact that uh, uh, God is good. And anything that you're ever going to be asking questions about God about, we need to always start by remembering God is good. The second, God is just. That means God is fair. And today we're going to be looking at the third aspect of his character and wrapping all this up and really give you the answer to that question that we've been looking at. God is love. But before we really get to the answer, remember the question is, why would a loving God send anyone to hell? The first thing to consider is hell itself. And uh, the first thing you need to know about hell is that God did not create hell for people. Did you know that? He didn't create it for people. Some say, well, why would God even create hell for people? He didn't create it for people. He created hell for the devil and his angels. These are are, are Jesus's own words. It's found in Matthew, the 25th chapter, the 41st verse. Then he will also say to those on the left hand, depart from me, you cursed into the everlasting fire prepared for the devil and his angels. So he didn't prepare hell or he didn't compare hell for you and for me. He he prepared it for uh, the devil and his angels, but men became evil. And so watch what happened. And this may be something you've never noticed before. It's found in Isaiah, the fifth chapter, the 11th verse through the 14th verses. Woe to those who rise early in the morning that they may follow intoxicating drink, who continue until night till wine inflames them. The harp and the strings, the tambourine and flute, 
and and wine are in their feasts, but they do not regard the work of the Lord, nor consider the operation of his hands. Therefore, my people have gone into captivity because they have no knowledge. Their honorable men are famished and their multitude dried up with thirst. Now, this is the important part. Therefore, Sheol has enlarged itself and opened up its mouth. Now, Sheol is the Old Testament word for hell and opened up its mouth beyond measure their glory and their multitude and their pomp. And he who is jubilant shall descend into it. So it uses the Old Testament word for hell, which is Sheol. Therefore, Sheol has enlarged itself. Something hit me as I read this last night. Uh, Some of you know I like to mess around with computers and one of the things that you come across in computers is uh, whenever you create what's called a virtual machine, and that is a uh, uh, like a computer encapsulated on the hard drive of a computer. And uh, whenever you make a, a virtual machine and you have a virtual uh, drive, you can set that drive up to be self-expanding to where you can start it off small and it will just grow as it needs more space. Apparently, God set Shoal up like this. And uh, our computer experts have taken a cue from God and uh, uh, because he created it first for the devil and his angels, but now then it's expanded itself. It just automatically makes room for whoever's ready to go there. So it's not that God did this. He set it up to accommodate this, but he didn't create hell for you and for me. Hell added on to itself because it needed more room. So, uh, and well, let's see here. So anyway, God didn't do it. Sheol enlarged itself and opened its mouth beyond measure. So, and it was done by necessity, not by design. Now, I hope that you will never forget that hell was enlarged by necessity, not by design. Satan added to it because he got a third of the angels to follow him. And then he got people to uh, follow him as well. And that's why. So we say, well, why would a loving God send anyone to hell? And uh, it's normally asked in a very rhetorical and a very angry and a very accusing way whenever people say that. And so now I want to look at this from another angle. And uh, I want to look at the constant inexcusable rebellious rejection of a perfect and loving God who does everything right. Let me say that statement again. Let's look at the constant inexcusable rebellious rejection of a loving God that does everything right. Let me give you three major stories of rejection of God in the Bible. The first is found 
in Isaiah, Revelation, and in Ezekiel. Lucifer, you may not know this, was the worship leader in heaven. And uh, he led a third of the angels to rebel against God because he got puffed up and thought that he should be the one in charge. So here's what I want you to remember about this and about these angels. They weren't born into a bad situation. God never abused them. God never treated them badly. And a third of them rejected God. Now, the second is found in Genesis, and you're well aware of this. God, God created Adam and Eve. Perfect bodies, perfect health, perfect garden, perfect marriage, perfect relationship with God, and a perfect relationship with each other, and they rebel against God. Now, the third one is even worse than that. He sent his own son uh, to this earth and, uh, and his son explained to them the scriptures. His son did nothing but good for three and a half years in public ministry. He healed people. He raised people from the dead. He loved on people. He had dinner with sinners. He never acted pridefully or arrogantly and we rejected him so much that we tortured him to death the inexcusable rebellious rejection of a loving god today and actually for the two sundays before this we've been considering that question why would a loving god send anyone to hell and you've been waiting for this for three weeks, and here's the answer. He wouldn't. He would not. People send themselves to hell. If you don't get anything else out of uh, what we've been talking about, please get this. Eternity is your choice. You're never going to be able to blame God because God makes himself known in and to every person every person in the world, and you choose whether you go to heaven or whether you go to hell. God has made that choice very clear to all of us. There really is a heaven and there really is a hell. But here's the good news. There really is a savior, one who gave his life so that we could spend eternity in heaven. And the choice is ours. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.